check, 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 check it out. What? I'm going to poo-poo in your mouth. <laughs> no, no. No? No. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, podcast universe? What's up? That's our welcome. It's uh, the Herald of Modcast, and this is our weekly recap of The Leftovers. Uh, we're on season three, and this is episode four. Good day, Melbourne. Yeah. That's the name of it. It's the last thing I did on uh, my birthday weekend. Happy birthday. Yeah, man. And ch- I want to shout out my homie Jeremy Burke for uh, setting off my birthday weekend right, man. He had two different parties and two different nights, and I went to both of them and That's had a great gay old bring in the birthday year time, man. Yay. Yeah, man. And his Loud Village is company doing big things he's going and he's doing he does bonnaroo he's doing he's done he does uh south by southwest he does the echo plex wow yeah event promotions or dj yeah, dj events he does he does comedy shows at the improv he's like the coolest guy he's a good friend and he really took care of me on my birthday man so Yay, shout out jeremy we went, did the spare room in hollywood bowling and oh, bingo and did drinks. you actually bowl no they had teams but it's two oh, full lanes i know you love that i know but yeah you could tell they had their like sunday night team league uh, uh, why so, don't you do a league i should i'd love to do a league hey anyone kidding? out there got a league in for los angeles Jake area part of <laughs> yeah yeah man it was fun it was like two different vibes because the friday night one was like uh full party on stage at the echoplex where they do you know concerts you know oh okay and then the spare room's like a bar night yeah you know they have the games and you know so it's just really cool different vibes and had a good birthday this year birthday weekend good for you and then watch the leftovers yeah and uh they go to australia in this episode they do they made it to australia and we're talking about kevin and nora Yep. Because Nora, uh, when last we saw her a couple episodes ago, she was trying to track down what she thought was a scam um, to get people to pay money to... Depart. Yeah. Depart through a departure machine. And they they say they're billing this as... And it started with um, Marklin Baker from the Perfect, Perfect Strangers. Strangers. Guys, yeah. And he got... He's the one who connected her and he was sort of a running gag through the series. Mm-hmm. And... He had to give $20,000 cash and go to Australia and... They'll call you. They'll call you. They'll apparently put her through some sort of machine. And she's convinced that they're basically just incinerating people. And And she was going to blow it up. Like, she had plans for a fucking, you know, skimol or, you know, a double agency or whatever it's called. However, and I think this was answered in this episode, we were... And we talked about this we weren't 100% sure because the promise is that you're going to go see the people who departed, which is her two children. Yeah, everyone else. And we weren't 100% sure if she, I mean, she was saying she's uncovering a scam, but it kind of seemed like maybe she part, part of her thought she might see her kids again. Right, and that's that was the sort of thing because I think initially her first reaction was like, oh, cool, I'm going to take this thing down. I'm going to blow it up and ruin everyone's good time. Like how she did. Was that her first reaction? Because that whole episode, she goes and she sees Lily again. Oh, I mean when she first finds out about it, right? I'm yeah. talking about, not, not this episode, but when no, she No, 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 but that's what I'm saying. It. I think in that episode, her first hook was a curiosity. And then she went into, I work for this department thing. And mm. I'm going I'm to use that as my, you know, it's hard to tell what, what was it's her first a, yeah. thought? Yeah, that's actually true. Um, you don't really know. I think because her background, she's so cynical with everything. Yeah. That, you know, her first, you, 
I think you're supposed maybe you're supposed to supposed to think that she's like another fucking thing to tear down yeah. another th- thing for me to get on my put on my cape and shit and you know ruin everybody's good time but then you're right there's a sort of part especially by the end of this episode where you realize that yeah, she actually, actually that is part of it but the, and this is the brilliance of the show because here we are talking about two episodes ago and i was actually even going to bring up the hotel episode from the first season and this is what the writing of this show does so geniusly and we talk about this a lot. It it reveals things, and then you go back and you go to those old episodes and go, "Oh yeah, yeah, I love that shit." That's why that was happening there. It's all so road mapped, mm-hmm. strategically and perfectly. I love this show. Well, it's like um, like a, it has those sort of Arrested Development vibes, where something that's brought up incidentally that you don't think is going to play yes. a big part in the story. Perfect example. It comes back and ends up being like a huge part of the story, something in the background that was glossed over. Or you remember like, oh, yeah, she did behave that way in the first season. Yeah. So it's staying true to her character, story arc, whatever. And um, this show is uh, really fucking good at that. I know. And it's just starting to get weird, too. It is starting to get get a little like peyote trip weird (laughs) you know so that's uh, starting to happen in this episode well so there they are Nora and first of all they're in the airport and a funny thing happens where she insists on using her global pass to cut through Nexus pass she's like TSA pre-check and for global and so she doesn't have to go through the scanner. And Kevin's like, why do you do that? What are you concealing? And it, yeah. she's got $20,000 cash. And she said, they have this scene where she says, In the bathroom. You can only have $10,000. And he's like, well, why didn't you give me half of it? And she's like, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, it was really funny because she had it all strapped up like a freaking drug mule or something. Yeah. You know, and that, that was pretty funny. <laughs> she's like, you're either fucking smuggling something or you're cheating on me or something. Like, because you don't want to wait there. Right. Right. five minutes don't yeah. you always sort of feel with these characters too that they're all on the verge of a mental breakdown like yeah all of them and that's part of what's happened to everybody living in the post-departure yeah, world post-departure world yeah they're all fucking about to lose it <laughs> but they so they go to the hotel and we find out by now that she's told kevin about why they're there and what her plans are yeah yeah and they call her and she has to go meet at a bus stop and then take it to the last stop on the bus line yep and uh before when she leaves she's uh uh, you know waiting at the bus stop but as that's happening kevin's watching the tv and he's watching the like good morning america good day good day melbourne yeah right Good day, Melbourne ver- version. And he sees what he thinks is uh, Evie. Right. In the crowd. In the crowd and in, in like the background with all the people holding signs. Yeah. But she has a hijab on. Yeah. Right. And she has a hijab on and she's holding a sign that I thought would be significant. But it ends up yeah. being like you find out that none of this is significant. But... So as Kevin's doing that, he like rushes to the studio downtown to like find this woman right. that he thinks is Evie, and then she, uh, Carrie Coon's character, is uh, at the bus stop now waiting, and she uh, is tr- waiting for that stop to come so she can get to the meeting. Yeah, know? and then this woman comes out of nowhere with a baby. Yeah. And says, "Are you a child. mother?" Yeah, and she's like, she says yes too. Yeah, I was, she does. I thought she was going to say no. 
Like she pauses, yeah, and then she says yes, yeah, and she ha- she says, "Would you? I have to go to an interview. I can't bring a baby. Can you? Ho-? I mean, it's the weirdest thing. Will you hold my baby?" And you immediately think this is a trick because of the episode with Scott Glenn, where that guy burns himself, and, and he, he says, says he asks me questions. He and- asked me questions about would I kill a baby? Right, or like would I? You know, and I picked the wrong choice and then he burns himself alive so you think that this is some sort of weird like test setup. part of it yeah who would do that nobody no one does would, that. no one would do that nobody really would fucking do that it's, but she takes the baby she takes the baby and then as she takes the baby the bus pulls up and she is left with this sort of like critical decision making thing and you think that it's all a part of the this the test right. or something and she has to go find the woman and give her baby back and she does catch the bus but the the urgency of her getting on that bus to me did start to seem like this is more than uncovering a scam like yeah. I, I started to think maybe she really does think she might see she her kids again wants it and she really wants to believe in something too because what's her like mm-hmm. her whole thing is like to have no no beliefs in anything you yeah know? like right, that's right, right. been her th- whole thing and to like debunk beliefs she's made it her sort of like fucking you know pilgrimage or whatever to just de- debunk all beliefs that are left over from after the departure which basically we find out is her coping mechanism me- mechanism yeah definitely and i think she kind of has a part of her that gets off on seeing people miserable right or like fucking popping people's bo- <laughs> balloons or whatever bursting people's bubbles you know you see, i think she kind of gets a sad sick yeah, satisfaction she definitely does. yeah which is like like a petty satisfaction. But so she shows up to... It's a warehouse. She makes it. Yeah. She makes it on the bus. She gives well, the baby back. greets her in a, in, a, in a alleyway when she gets off the bus, too. Oh, oh, no, it's a dude. Some guy. Oh, okay. She, then she meets the two doctors, and they're upstairs playing oh, right. Aha on the piano. And they're both... Yeah, <laughs> that's a running... Yeah. This, this is a thing that they've been doing this season, which is funny. They don't have a regular theme song, but they have a song in that they end up using... For each episode, yeah. it's like a different song. Yeah. And this it, is Take On Me by take, Aha. By Aha. And it's played a few times throughout the episode. All seemingly for good reason. But this is very bizarre scene when she goes upstairs and sees these two women playing "Ah, Take on Me" on, on a piano. piano in the big empty warehouse, like old warehouse. It's and really they're speaking funny. in another language. Yeah, like Finnish like or Slavic, almost Slavic maybe. Or, yeah, something like that. And they say so they meet her and greet her, and then they start the process of the screening process. Right. And the one woman's a kind of a bitch, and the other woman's like the nice one. Yeah. And the one woman's sort of like us on her phone and not speaking English and to her. Yeah, and just like sort of acting aloof. French. Yeah, like super <laughs> aloof French European yeah. thing. And so then they they take her down and start questioning her, and as that's happening, Kevin is like trailing this woman that he's convinced is Evie. He goes to the studio. Yeah, and he goes right to the to the cameras and stuff or to the uh, windows and he's on TV. Right. You know, and he's, then he's like running around and he like runs into this woman in an alleyway. Yeah, he, and he's fi- like, he finds her. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you here? I thought you were dead. That he whole takes thing. a picture of her and, and then this guy comes out. He's like, mate. Is he bothering you? Yeah. yeah. And she's like, no, I don't know him. And he's like, oh, you 
you better leave her alone, guy. That kind of thing. He's and like, it's Evie. The, it's the actress who plays Evie that we're yeah. seeing. And she says, no, my name is like uh, Dahlia Ganesh or something like yeah. that. And, and, you know, it's a Muslim name or what, you know, Hindi name maybe or no Muslim name. I, I don't remember what it was. But it's, yeah, it is the actor. And then the guy, and then Kevin's like, you can see her like that. Because yeah. I think he thought that then, Yeah, because for a minute he thought he was seeing a ghost. Like, like Patty. he saw Patty. Yeah. And so, and the guy's like, yeah, what are you talking about? Is this guy bothering you? Like, he seems like a crazy man. He's well, like, back off, pal. I know her. Yeah. She's being crazy. She's the crazy one. And Kevin's starting to sound like his dad, man. Like a little crazy. crazy one, yeah. Yeah, like, the, like he's the crazy one for sure. Well, and it's funny because I was doing some research on this episode and I found out that the guy who ends up sort of beating up Kevin off screen, apparently. Yeah, he gives him a headbutt right to his face. <laughs> that actor, that Aussie dude who's like a beefed up dude, his real name is Jake Ryan. That's so I uh, laughed so hard Australian. when I saw that. That's Jake so Ryan, Australian. Like 16 Candles, Jake Yeah, Ryan. like 16 Candles, yeah. Jake Ryan in real life. <laughs> and he is. And he's, he's like an actor. And... Yeah, he's like a hot Australian <laughs> actor guy named Jake Ryan. And I'm sure his parents like never heard of that movie when they yeah. named him. Like, oh, I nope. don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. He's not like fucking 20 or 19 he's like fucking, the guy like well he's that movie 40s. came out in 1985 so he so if you parents he could be in his early 30s he's not though he's like you think he was older than that he looks like he was like 45 oh maybe i'm telling you australians are like like we don't know that movie yeah <laughs> we just like jake ryan that's <laughs> yeah. a great name yeah <laughs> very australian it's nothing direction. to do with any fucking movie from american movie <laughs> uh so that whole thing is starting to get gets real weird it's real weird and then yeah. it cuts back to him and he's all fucking beat up and he calls <laughs> Crazy, crazy man person. he looks like his dad he looks like starting to look like garvey senior and he calls his ex-wife right away and he's like can you talk is john around and she's like no what do you want and he's basically like i found evie she's in melbourne australia and she's uh, has a new identity and a new name but it's her right he's like i'm gonna send you this picture and she's like oh my god that is evie like you're right and he's, he's like don't tell john don't do anything i'm not gonna i'm gonna approach her and she's like don't approach her well, before he sends the picture he asks her to to search the woman's name because he got the woman's name. Yeah, and then Lori beca- finds her and she works for a library, the Melbourne Library. Yeah, yeah totally. She, and uh, so he and he and then he sends her the picture and he says, "Don't try to go see this woman." And he says, "And You're of course that's her. what he's going to do." Yeah, well, she said because if it's you know if it's really her, don't don't approach her. It's, we we want to keep her you know from running again and that kind of thing. Right. And, and he's like, okay, yeah, maybe. Been like the first thing he does when he gets the phone is goes to the yeah. library. And like tries, the crazy man with yeah. like blood. And well, he sh- yeah, and he shows up and she's like, he's like, is so and so available? And she's like, oh no, she's not here or she's not around. Can but he's I asking help you? for a book. Yeah, and it's like, call the. It's called Assassin. He like made it up. And she's like, uh, we don't have any books by that name. Right, he's like, well, yeah, maybe if you just go get her. She helped me last time. Why don't you just go get her? Can you get her? And he's like, be like a dick. Yeah. And then she's like, Gary, Gary. <laughs> and then security. And Scar's being weird. <laughs> That's all she says. Scar's being weird. And then he's like, oh, come on, mate. Get out of here. And he's like, get your goddamn hands off me. Like, right. And then, then there she shows up and she's like, yes, no, I know him. He is my uh, friend. And it's still the actress who plays Evie. Yeah. So we're, we don't know. We, we, we don't think know maybe this is on. her. Her or it's like one of those like mirror people. 
that like right because Nora with, apparently Nora, has an old her yeah, and we, we haven't seen that again that. either since the first episode they haven't shown her in right. any way that she had the carrier pigeons and shit right and so we're like who like what the fuck is this you know supposed to be and so they go off in this room the two of them and talk and she's like you're right it, it, it's me you found me like i just i'm starting a new life and i just you know want to be left alone but she still has the accent she has this like yeah. Muslim accent and you thought you know and you think maybe she just doing the accent because she's wants it's a part of her new you know whatever identity and then he says that too he's like well then why are you still talking with that accent and then she's like i'm sorry i, I she just she told me that if i told you that it was me you'd leave me alone right and he's like who told you Ill. that? who told you that who said that i'm ill right and then you instantly like go to Lori. you're like oh Lori like contacted her and he called her and he's like why the fuck did you t- call her i told you not to call her right you know and Lori's like look kevin just you know maybe look at that picture again and then he pulls up the picture and it's completely different person yeah it's a different woman different face different fucking r- race you and know and you see the woman in the room and she's not and Evie. it's it's that same woman it's like <clears throat> he had this freaking lapse and like mental health or he had some sort of weird a break or we don't know though because the thing is he's sort of is the messiah like he can't die like this whole book that matt and john are doing on it like he has had things where he's died and come back to life he's had some pretty freaky divine things happen and he's seen patty and like and his you know Maybe he's having a mental breakdown, or maybe he's maybe connected not. to something right, bigger here. Right, something bigger, and something maybe it was Evie saw on someone else. I don't know how many different directions they could take this in, but it's super trippy. Yeah, because the woman's like, "I'm going now," and he's like, "Fuck!" Like, and then she's like, "Remember when I told you that the last thing you want to do is tell someone they're crazy when they're having a mental right, break?" Right. And she's like, "He's like, this will hurt themselves. This will hurt themselves." And she's like, "I'm worried about you." Kevin I think you're gonna hurt yourself you yeah know? and then she goes in this whole thing she's like why would you just run away it's six days before the anniversary you're the chief of police of this town and you just up and left he's like no 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 that's Nora Nora ran away she's well, like, he's like, are you, and she's are you and Nora doing okay and, and like, uh, yeah but I mean there's a lot of weird things going on with him remember he's like asphyxiating himself essentially yeah man he's doing he's doing some weirdo shit and you know, so he is probably uh Something's not going on. well, you know. And if he and he when you think about it, he did up and leave all his responsibilities at the Yeah, drop which of is a, a little weird. Like he's the chief days. of police. Yeah, right. Like he just can take this time off and then go to all the way across the fucking right. world you know because and then it's be like oh far. no no not, that's for nora nora i just came with her like why like, okay. though why would you go with her right and so speaking of nora well this is all happening well, with one, kevin one note too is when they get there nora says are you gonna go look for your dad and he's like no if you wanted to know if you wanted me to know where he would he would have told me and oh, so, yeah. like, he's, you assume that he's going there to look for his dad. So, right. he's, but he's not. But he's not. A, and so, why is he going? And, yeah, well, and, why did he go? And it well, was so that casual. That makes me wonder if he's got a calling to go there because he's tied into this somehow. Right, right. Because um, the way he asked, she's like, oh, I got to go to Australia for work. And he's just like, can I come? Yeah. And that, that was, was it. It was, that was it. She's like, yeah. And he's like, okay. Like, he was never anything outside of just like, I want to go on a trip. You know, so this is, yeah, you do wonder, you know, 
if there's like a bigger decision made, right? Even though he was just like, yeah, I'll go, you know, somewhere else. But uh, so as this is happening, right, with Nora, she's getting like a physical exam. Yeah, she puts on like a gown, like a freaking in a hospital freaking gown, warehouse right? Dry yeah, it looks like. Yeah, right by some sketchy fucking nurse, male nurse. No, he was a doctor, or a doctor apparently, or whatever. But. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, he'll do it. Just take off all your clothes. Yeah, I was like, what? And she does. She questions it. She's like, why aren't you women going to do this? Well, we're physicists. Why is he doing this? Why is this? Why is that? He'll be very good. Don't worry. Like, you know. And so they test her blood and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, we're going to need you to lay in this basically like coffin. Coffin with bubble popcorn things in it. Like the shipping peanuts or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a cargo crate right it's it's shaped like a coffin and like we're gonna need to you know monitor your heart rate in here because the machine itself is very dark and very small so we're gonna put you in here first he's like you can take your money with you people think we're gonna like take their money and run and she's like no no i trust you and she put her in there and then they cut back to kevin's story and they come back and they let her out and they're you know they're like okay wow your heart was very calm through that whole thing yeah much more than most people she's like yeah so what are we doing here and then so they sit down and they uh finally sit and uh the woman that was being super fucking aloof she's like why are you being such a bitch like yeah yeah, yeah. basically will call it like yeah, yeah she'll ask and then the woman that like speaks mostly english she says, she's like, she doesn't think you're actually interested. She thinks you're going to get cold feet. She thinks that you're like interested, but as soon as you get confronted with the machine, you're not going to use it. Mm. And then Nora's basically like, oh no, I will not get cold feet. You know, that kind of thing. And she's like, and then she asked the doctors, like, why haven't you guys used it yet? And right. Finally, that woman speaks English to her. She's like, the odds are too low. Yeah. She's like, we know they're going somewhere, but we have no idea for sure that it's where the other people departed. So there's more likely that there's 140 million people just floating dead in space. Somewhere, yeah. You know, or it could be a, pl- a planet with sustainable life and oxygen right. and resources, but we really don't know. And so we're not going to take it. And the other one was just like, I, I don't need to go. I have everything I need here. Yeah. You know, and so Nora was like, oh, well. Okay, and then they ask her the, this question. Yeah, and it's a it's like a baby. You know, would you kill a baby if it, there are two babies? Would it's you, twins. Yeah, yeah. Would you kill one of them if the other one you knew was going to like live to cure cancer? Cure cancer for everyone. So it's like two infants. If you uh, if you knew one was going to cure cancer, but in order for that to happen, you had to kill the other one. Would you do it? And then right. she asks follow questions like, "Am I doing the killing?" They're like, "No." Are they my kids? They ask if they're, and she also asks, uh, "Are they my kids?" She also asks, "Will it suffer or will it be painless?" Yeah, and they say no. Yeah, they're like, "It won't suffer," and they're not your kids. And she's like, "Well, then." Well, she says yeah. she says she doesn't just say yes. She says, "Kids die every day." She sort of does this this qualifying thing, and then she's like, "Yes." Of course, I, of course, I would. And she's like, "You don't have to do. All you have to do is nod." So she's like, "Yeah, I would nod." And she also says, "Like, if you want, if you want me to answer your question, you'll fucking answer my questions, kind of thing." Like, yeah. You know? And so they do. And then she's like, "Well, yeah, I would do. Kids die every day, and you know, if you could cure cancer, why not?" Right. And they're like, 
okay, thank you. I think we're done here. And she's like, so when do we start? She's like, no, this is, they're like, no, nah, this isn't right for you. Go back to your family or go back to your home or something like that. Well, and then she immediately connects the dots with that woman giving her the baby. And she's like, that was a test, wasn't it? Right. I see. And we don't know what they say. We don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. They said that but it probably was a test. And like, it seemed, I'm guessing they snuffed her out and they think she's lying because someone who would do that and take somebody's baby like that probably wouldn't. Well, but the thing about it is the dude that burned himself alive said he wouldn't kill the baby. He's like, yeah. I, I got I got turned away because I wouldn't kill a baby. And the thing about that is she said she would kill the baby and they turned her away. So it's like, what is the right answer to the question? There probably isn't. It's probably the way someone answers, answers a question. It. Yeah, exactly. Is the answer. Right. Yeah. You know, and so they basically turned away and as soon as they said goodbye or said like this is as far as we go they just got up and left yeah and she starts following them to her their car they're like no please just go to your home or like go back to your life this isn't right for and you she's getting really angry yeah. screaming at she's them like banging on the car and like well don't you want my money they're like no you can keep your money this isn't for you and she's got the gown on still, still she's yeah. not dressed you know she's like and that's when you sort of are like that's frantic because she thought she was going to see her kids and she's not like that yeah. to me. That's like, that's not a scam. Well, no, that's, I think that was the turning point when she realized herself too, yeah. that she actually wanted more than just to shut the shit down. Yeah. And, she was starting to wonder if this could be true. Or... And as soon as it's denied her, she's like, no, no, I want it. I wasn't just playing or being, you know, like right. I actually wanted to do this part of me really. And then, you know, that part of her really shows uh, it's head once it's you know she's been denied yeah the you know the, the the access and i think that's pretty true about human nature is that you don't really want something until it's sort of taken away from you right and then it really shows how much you want that thing or for what reasons that you want something right you know and so that was a pretty cool moment where she was like no please yeah they'll do it all okay i'll the baby can live or whatever you know she was like pleading with them great yeah. performance and and that scene is very cool i have to say and this is like a weird side note but she swears a lot she says i have to ask your fucking questions and of course kevin swears a lot and i have this theory that the reason why shows that are on the majority of shows are better that are on like pay cable and netflix anything that can swear yeah, you've said this well but it's, it's more honest there's something about like in that moment of course you would say that you would say right. i'll answer your fucking questions the person that she is at least yeah her character wouldn't say y'all answer your gosh dang no, questions never. like your freaking questions that's no. like that's not realistic and so and it's funny because something that's like what it's a word you can't you have to hear the f word every time you it's like yes. no yeah it's like you, yes you but do. not because i just like to say fuck shit fuck no. piss ass tits it's like <laughs> it's it's, 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 it's it actually serves a purpose it does to a character to you know a language telling serves story. a purpose yeah, and we ta i've said this a million times but that episode at terminus in the walking dead when they're in the crate the, yeah. the container You're and it messing. ends eddie says your screw with the wrong people instead of your fucking with the wrong people yeah. there's no 
way he wouldn't have said you're fucking with the wrong people. And they've ta- and they talked about that on like Talking Dead and shit. And they even did a take where he says you're fucking yeah. with the wrong people just to do it. And they still wouldn't put it in there. Like one fuck. They haven't said fuck once on that show. It's just like seriously people, you can't handle someone saying that word. word. But you can handle people's heads being chopped off. Herschel's head was chopped off. Like that was okay. Halfway. Like yeah. there's rape and murder and all kinds of things. But we're still dealing with no swearing. Yeah, and and so the guidelines some, like, dated FCC shit. It's, gui- it's dated from, Americana, yeah. frankly, that yeah, we're like still dealing with. Yes, because it's bullshit and it's hypocritical. Because there's a freedom with language when it's open when that it's, changes yeah. the, the the changes what people can do creatively. Yeah, just like we've talked about the rated R movie system and how everything stinks when they take something that's like an R rated sort of universe and they have to make it PG-13 and it yeah. suffers. The film suffers. The content suffers. Like Suicide Squad. Yeah. Well, because they, they're thinking first of like, okay, got to keep it PG-13. It's like, we want to make it cool, but we don't want to make it too cool or too like authentic to the story. Yeah. Because it has to be through the PG-13 filter first. Yeah. Like that's the first priority and then we can make it cool. And that's yeah. like that's like your teacher that's like we're going to have we're going to learn and have fun. It's like no we're not. Whenever you want us to learn and have fun, we're just going to learn. Well, and it's mirroring like what we're seeing with our government, like you know, we're the pre- let's get this healthcare bill passed. And then we'll worry about what's actually in it. You know what I mean? It's the same. Like we're dealing with this so much. Like it's still, it's like these, this has to fit into these criteria box first. And then you can be creative within our blueprint of that. Yeah. Because that's what creativity is all about. Yeah. Staying inside the lines. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You can be creative. You just got to stay within these lines and be as creative as you want within these lines (laughs) or you will be killed. So, I mean, part of why this, this show has a lot of freedom and, and that's, and they utilize it in the best ways. They don't misuse their freedom. No, or overuse it. And then, yeah, there's definitely a line because even if you had, I feel like, you know, the same can be true. Even if you had carte blanche to do whatever you want, it doesn't mean it's going to be good. Yeah. Like just cause you can swear, you know, or just because you can have r-rated content doesn't mean that will make your product good of course there's yeah just a freedom there that you can make better stuff yeah you know but there's a lot of like r bullshit or it's That's, like no, bad dialogue that just because it has a lot of swearing doesn't mean it's cool yeah. or stylish or you know interesting you know yeah but, like the movie uh commando well, that's a, no. That's a, that's, a, that's a classic. <laughs> we all know that that movie's not good, but it's just so good. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, poor, so, yeah. You leave Commando out of this. So Nora comes back, and they they're back the in the hotel. And they're Kevin both and like Nora. disheveled and fucking had a horrible day, right? You know, and she's smoking again. She's got the 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 vent the covered up with aluminum foil. Yeah, the fucking uh, smoke alarm and shit. And then they start talking about their days. Yeah, and they start like, getting in a faith? huge argument. Yeah. yeah, they get in a huge argument. And he ends up burning the book. He burns the book up. Right. Because he said that he saw someone. She's like, you can be honest with me. He's like, no, I cannot. Last time I was completely honest with you, I was handcuffed to a bed and you were gone. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's. Well, she says, are you see? It's because I didn't know what to do with someone who sees a dead person. But but that's an interesting point that he brought up. Yeah, that was very extreme what she did. And we said that last season. We're like, why'd you do that? Yeah. Like, what a jerk. 
Yeah, like, I remember thinking that that was extreme, and she's gone, and he can't even get a hold of her on the right. phone. Remember, she wouldn't even take his calls and shit. Well, that's why. And she, this conversation, that argument comes up because he told her he called Lori, and she gets mad that he could call Lori and not her. And he's like, "Well, here's why. Yeah, here's why Lori think, doesn't dummy. do. Lori isn't going to do this." Mm-hmm. And you can tell that that's a point of contention. And uh, between the two of them that we didn't really realize before because they paint this well, season yeah. in the very first episode like everyone's happily with new couples three and, years later and we've all moved on yeah. and it's a uh, you know, new day in Miracle, Texas. Right. But yeah. no. But there's some old habits dying hard. Well, and he was married to Lori for a long time oh, and had her children. Oh, so. yeah. And with, that would be with anybody. You yeah. Know? If you're like confiding in your ex. Yeah. You know, most relationships would not hang with that too well. True. You know, even if you were friendly with them, even if you could all go to a party together. Yeah. You know, it's like, why are you calling her before you're calling me? And then he makes this valid point because Lori was a psychiatrist. Yeah. You know, before she, you know, started, the, before she became a fucking uh, white gown. And she know. wouldn't tie him to handcuff to a bed. I mean, she, so he oh. won't tell her and they get in this big fight. And it ends up with him, you know, he burns the book Burning and there's the a book. fire in the thing. There's a huge fire and they're just arguing while there's this fire in the background. Which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, and then you see that the two of them are kind of crazy because there's something not only irreverent about her in every hotel room putting aluminum foil to smoke, but also yeah. crazy. A it's little, a little it's crazy. It's a little like tinfoil hat kind of. Yeah, it yeah, is. It it's a little way. bit like, really? No one does would do that yeah, today. Why don't you just go outside and, and have know? a cigarette? Yeah, that's a little crazy. And so the, the two of them are arguing with the burning book, book in the sink, which is spilling out everywhere. And it somehow it gets to him basically accusing her of really wanting to see her kids and being a victim he's like yeah. you know why you don't want to do that because you don't want to be happy because then you can't be a victim anymore you can't have people feel bad for you anymore and right. she's like i don't want people to feel bad for me and he's like why don't you go be with your kids or he said something like what did he say Something about her kids. Well, she says, and you want to have a baby again? And he's, and then he's like, oh yeah, and right. it, it, he, cause she puts it on him. And then he says, you can't have a baby again because you won't be the victim anymore. Like you you'll have to, to be happy. Right. Yeah. Cause she's like, why did you, why did you stop me from giving up Lily? Oh yeah. She, cause he says, you want to talk about what's really going on? He's saying that she never talks about and, and, and that's what comes out of her. Yeah. She says, why did you, she's, that's something she's mad at him about. Yeah. She doesn't, he doesn't. Then he's like, I, because you wanted to give her, what was I supposed to do? Or I, I can't remember what he says in, in response to that, but yeah, it definitely like was very telling. Yeah, and we really see in that moment because it ends with him saying, "Well, then go see them. You're like your kids." Yeah, uh, which we don't know what that means. I mean, it means he thinks you know, go in that machine. Go, or, I go don't know. Find it. Yeah, because doesn't she say she's going to track them down still or something? Because she got turned away. She's like, "I know it. They think they they were hip to me that I was going to try to fuck yeah, with them, and that's why said, they yeah. turned me away." Because he's like, "Well, did they take your money?" And she was like, "No, they didn't even take my money. They yeah. just turned me away. They 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 got on to me. They 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 got on to me. I fucked up somewhere because you know I don't see why they would turn me away at any point. If they, you know, if it's such a scam, you know." But he crashes down her argument and basically says, "This ain't no scam to you. No, you really wanted to see your kids. That's yeah. what this is about. Admit it. Admit it. And that's." not the actual dialogue but that's the point of it really. yeah and that was you know and it ends with the book burning and him leaving like i'm fucking out of here he literally just 
packs up his shit it's while they're arguing yeah. and walks out the door. And, and guess who's her. at the front door? Scott fucking his Glenn. His dad. His dad Who pulls saw up. him on the good, in the window of Good Morning Melbourne. He, right, which is so cool. Like we saw you on the TV and then we like looked to see what hotels are around there. Yeah. And he pulls up and there's like a fire. But then there's also like reference to an explosion. In the country or yeah, something. Yeah, it's somewhere right. like some sort of like terrorist attack or yeah. something. Because even his dad said, he's like, you didn't hear about the, the road closures and, you know, like we're on lockdown. And then he asked the attendant too, a, a concierge. And he's like, what's going on? He's like, the explosion, sir. Hello. Like, yeah. you hear about that? So we don't know what the fuck that is. You think it's just the fire that, because the fire alarm went off in the hotel. Right. But it's something much different. And, he, and then he said, it ends with him sort of hugging Scott Glenn, him telling him, like, come with us. Like, we know exactly what to do with you. Well, and he thing. asks, are you here alone? And he says, yes. yes. He's like, well, you're not anymore, son. You're coming with us. And then he meets the other woman, uh, Scott Glenn's right. girlfriend or whatever. Woman, the woman who took him in. Yeah. 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 And so it ends with them reunited and him basically saying he's on his own. Yeah, and Nora's left in the hotel room sitting with water, pour, the sprinklers pouring down on her. And a cigarette, all dead, yeah. really fucking wet cigarette in her hand. Yeah, man. It's pretty intense. It it's, was intense. You know, and the previews for episode five look really fucking weird. I mean, because it looks oh, yeah, like we get, they're all coming to thing. Australia somehow. Yeah. They, you know, they, and I'm sure it's tied in with the book. And There's like a party boat, and it's mostly about Matt. And like, but the others are there. John was there. Oh yeah, the others Lori's are there. there and it seems to be like through Matt's perspective. Or yeah. Something, this next episode, but it looks so bizarre. Bizarre. It's like a party sex boat or yeah, something. Yeah. You say it looked like a French, uh, like some sort of weird yeah, like French film. Yeah. Or yeah it actually, something. looks like a weird Italian film. Yeah. It almost looked like a Fellini film. It, it looks very bizarre. Yeah. It looks cool though. It's yeah. Uh, it's starting to get weird. It's starting to get really weird. It's starting to get weird. Yeah. And it's that's why we watch it. See yep. how fucking weird this is going to get this year. And we know that it's all going to tie back to the things they laid out in the beginning of the entire season Ser- show. Yes, series. But yes. also the beginning of the season. And we're probably going to be like, oh, my God. I hope we are. I hope I it's hope not so. going to be like a Lost ending. Or- I don't know. I never saw Lost, but that's for another day. This is another yeah. story. Well, I hope it's not going to be a disappointing Yeah, sort of like, ending. oh, that's how you did it. Oh, okay. Yeah. God comes down and tells everyone that they're special. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and their family. Everybody comes back. It's they're, We're back. It was just a seven-year itch. Yeah. Now we're all back. We get our family members back. Some dumb shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what they're going to do. I have do. no clue. That's what's so great about it. We have literally no idea. Or the whole world departs or who knows. Yeah. No, it won't be anything like that, I'm sure. But, you know, who knows? I don't know. Well, uh, it's a great episode. It's, you know, continues to be one of the greatest shows on television. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, Justin Thoreau's performance God damn it. Why can't he get nominated for an Emmy? I don't know. That show's been sort of just... Overlooked. Overlooked just completely. Yeah, it's, there's enough people in there that could have been nominated last year. Absolutely. I mean, Eccleston, Christopher Eccleston should have been nominated yeah. last year. And Dowd, who played Patty, was She could have been nominated incredible. Each, for each, both seasons. Yeah. And, uh, and even Thoreau, he should Thoreau. be he should be nominated. I'm, I bet you anything this year they'll throw them a bone with Scott Glenn. 
because he's a he veteran actor, but he should have been before. And oh yeah, I don't know. It's one of the. It's got to see it. Keep up with it. It's keep up with us. Keeping up with it. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. Stuff, we'll continue yeah. to hash it out. And as always, uh, you can go to our website, thehmcnetwork.com, for more reviews and gu- our Guardians of the Galaxy two reviews up right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun, but even it, it wasn't like even fun enough. Like I find sometimes with movies, you know, you're like well, it was it was a fun experience. So uh, you know, low expectations, but it didn't even really reach that point with me because I didn't expect it to be better mm-hmm. or as sort of like original as the first one. Kind of, it's yeah. a sequel, you know. But I would have been satisfied with walking out of there like, ah, eh, it was fun, you know. It was, yeah. But I feel like it sort of even missed that mark for me. I couldn't even give it that much although it was funny in parts and it had yeah it was sort of cool and char- you know f- funny whatever and good dial funny dialogue in other parts and you know it's a weird movie because i didn't love it yeah i mean there were definitely some entertaining parts yeah. but it, it, it's not it did really well it made 145 million on its opening weekend yeah it, that the, it had so much juice i feel like going in off the first one because people love that movie well we saw the first one again and when you watch the first one again, you realize how lesser this second one. Well, it just yeah. it's become it's little, part of the Marvel lesser. franchise. Yeah, it is, and it's, it's just a, it felt like another sequel. Yeah, it felt like watching a new Avengers movie or a new Captain America movie, where right. it's like, yep, here we go. Yeah, keeping the franchise going. That's what this is. Yeah, the first one really felt like its own movie. It had it felt like it got its own special treatment. Yeah, as its own universe. It did or franchise the first one. I think everyone felt that. Because it wasn't, yeah. it didn't feel like another, you know, Josh Whedon, fucking Downey Jr. project sort of thing, right? You know, it, Josh you, Whedon, just oh yeah, Whedon. he did, oh yeah, he, he directs did and writes them all, yeah. Well, and yeah. also, uh, what's his face, Favreau? Favreau did, yeah, the yeah. first one and maybe the third one or something. Maybe this He's got his exec produce on all of them. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure that was something that he agreed to from the very first fucking fo- uh, film. But uh, but we talked about this before. How all those films, their first one, were so much better than the sequels have been. Anyways, I agree. I think that the first ones of all of them are the best ones. Everyone seems to love Winter Soldier, but I like the first one better. I like Red Skull. I like yep. the freaking his- historical backdrop. Yeah, I like the first Thor better. Very entertaining. Oh, the first Thor was awesome. Yeah, the first Kenneth Branagh directed. Yeah, it. man, Anthony Hopkins it was the first time we see him as Odin. Like, I like the first Thor, and I also like the first Iron Man the best. Which that most, was so good. Most people agree with that. Yeah, you know, but. Uh, yeah, and I guess I like the first Avengers. Better, well, but, but really by like the time they Avengers. got to the Avengers, it became part of that whole. It, to me, the Avengers was just a sequel of all the others, so I yeah. didn't think it was that great. No, I remember we went and I, I feel like we saw it opening night. We we're like, wow, that was cool. They're all there, and then I remember seeing it again on an airplane. And I'm like, this movie's not good. Yeah, it's not like a really good movie, and it, now I'm not really even entertained by it. So it's like. I can kind of skip this movie forever. Yeah. I wouldn't miss this movie but at all. We don't. No, we no. We go see them. We still go see them, yeah. And then, like, Winter Soldier and the Civil War, and it's like, fuck. Endless. Endless movies. You start to lose your charm. Yeah, I mean, if you like the Marvel franchise, the, gar- this is fun. You'll probably like it. You'll probably like it more than us. I don't know. We've made a fuck ton of money, and I feel like people are less critical generally than we are. About yeah. This. Just in general. Fans are less critical. Fans are less critical. Sure. They, you know, I feel like fans are easily sort of, sort of 
pacified with all you know just give them all the right treatments or all the right you know fixings and they'll be You're like this is good escapism yeah, yeah. this is a good movie right it's like not a good movie i'm glad you were entertained by it but you can't really say it's a good film right you know but people, people like what they fucking like that's fine but go listen to our full review it's on the website and also uh very excited to be back soon with our review for wonder woman which comes out soon, soon June 2nd. Yep. And I got some video games on the horizon that I'll be reviewing. Yay! Uh, this Deadpool PS4 game. Oh, cool! Do a little review on that. Not, it's not related to the movie. It's actually got a funny story. It was made maybe two or th- two years at least before the film on PS3, I think. Uh huh. And it didn't really do much. It was just sort of this game out there. And then when the movie came out and was really successful, they re-released the game and put it on PS4 and Xbox One. And it had this whole second life. Hmm. And uh, so I was like, well, I should probably play that, you know, see how good it is. Yeah. And it's uh, really not that good. Oh, <laughs> like as okay. a game. I mean, it's cool. It's a cool. <laughs> they got all the cool Deadpool stuff. Coming. But the game itself is just, it really feels like a freaking PS2 game. Oh. Like it's really linear and it's, you know, very paid by numbers action sequences like mm. the fighting you do and i mean there's cool dialogue deadpool funny stuff like mm-hmm. you know you can slap wolverine in the face and you you know interact break the fourth wall yeah. but the actual gameplay itself is really fucking like beta Aww. something i feel it almost feels like a game you play on a tablet you know it doesn't feel like a full release for oh, ps3 okay. and ps4 it feels like some sort of download you'd find on the app store or some fucking thing. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll look forward to your review. Yeah, buddy. All right, everyone. Thanks, as always, for joining us, and we'll see you later, jerks. See you later, jerks.